still. The others, find them and tell them not to dart. Even now, not to dart. Tell them to keep their faith. We must keep faith. Welcome to the Defend Warren podcast here in beautiful downtown Warren in the Sound United podcast studios. I'm super excited. I'm like a schoolgirl going to see Justin Bieber in concert right now. I have two very lovely people here in my studio. I dare call them friends because I like their chicken. Right on. <laughs> the owners of Cockeye Barbecue, Stacy and Eric, I, I thank you very much for taking time to come down here and doing this podcast. I really appreciate it. Of course. My first go around, I had my tablet and a microphone and we were in the shop there just day one. And uh, it was a good interview, and I appreciate then, and I appreciate it even more now. So thank you very much. Well, you were the first person that that sort of showed any interest, like was paying attention to what we were doing. Huh. When you showed up, I was like, I just felt like an island on the west side. I was there every day, hammering nails and screwing stuff and playing music, and I wouldn't see anybody for a long time. I mean, I you came in, and I was like, wow, peop, someone's watching. Someone's paying attention. I saw that building go up on auction, and I have a friend who's an auctioneer, and I was like, Jerry, why didn't you get that bid? He goes, I don't know. He goes, do you know what's going on? I said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to find out. So uh, You're those, that guy. Oh, absolutely. I'll right. walk into a business. If I see a new sign now open, I'll walk in and say, what are you guys doing? If only there were more of you. If we could clone about 100 yeah, of people like I you, agree. I think we'd be grinning, man. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll do it. I mean, so when I saw those doors open, and I saw it was barbecue chicken, oh, lights out for me it's over anyway so but again thank you for coming you know i really want to talk to you guys about cockeye barbecue you're located on uh, parkman road what's the address there 1805 parkman road northwest you know i grew up right down the street there on southern boulevard and when i was a kid that was leo's pizza and i'd ride my bike up there and get my pizza and mr leo would just mean mug you so you knew not to step out of line him and his boys at the end was of that the counter the scene? i've heard oh, that yeah. story before yeah. i have not heard that story is that was oh that yeah the scene? oh yeah 100 percent. so oh, did not know right on. yeah so okay. he didn't have that extra space where true, you, that true. was added on later and you would walk in there and there'd be a counter where your counter is and then it'd be l-shaped and a counter would go down along the other side him and his boys would be down at the end just chatting you would walk in and i'm like 8 10 11 years old and i'd you know ride my bike up there and 25 cent slice of pizza and i'd ask for a piece of pizza and he he wouldn't even smile mm-hmm. like take your money and you'd go sit down and he him and his friends just keep peeping on you making sure you didn't get out <laughs> like hey they're messing up our numbers yeah yeah but anyway it was it was good but so when yeah when you guys came in and saw that all the work being done i said i can't believe someone is taking this building and going to do something legit with it. I mean, really legit. We did. We weren't going to. We we were going to do something completely illicit. So what were you? <laughs> well, well, you know. And then I hey, and then my senses came to me. And oh. well, you know, Warren has plenty of strip parlors. But that's a set or uh, massage parlors. But that's a separate subject for another day. But uh, yeah, tell. So let's get started into that. You guys picked this building. Got it off of auction. I think. Yeah. Remember serves me correct. Yep. So let's go before that. What started that process to you saying, because I want to get in a little bit of the mindset, you know, you guys are just, you rolled the dice, man, and it's paid off so far. Well, we uh, we both had other jobs. No, dude, we were not opening a restaurant. That was not part of oh. the plan. That is not why we bought the building. 
We bought that building because I was in a job that I did not like. He was like, yeah, whatever, mine's okay, but you know, is this how I want to play out the rest of my 40 that's, years? That's not true. It's totally true. She's yeah, lying I'm right not now. lying. She's, this is Let fabrication. Let me tell you, it's right. not true. Listen, all I would do- like, I'm going to play the rest of this game in protest. Okay. <laughs> so you have to appreciate, dude. We were not opening a restaurant exactly. It was a building and we wanted a life change. And I wanted a life change. We bought the building and started fixing it up and we were gonna use it as a commissary kitchen for catering. Okay. And after eight months of pouring money and time and energy into this building, I'll never forget it, it's December. You know, at this point we bought it in April, now it's December. He's, he and I had a very strongly worded discussion. No. I'm, See, I'm am I lying now? Listen, that recliner came and slapped down into its upright <laughs> position hard and fast. <laughs> And I almost came out of the leather, but I didn't. <laughs> you argued sitting up, not laying down. Yes, correct. <laughs> and I said, we need to open a restaurant. And he's like, absolutely not. And I was like, you can do it. I said, no way, man. I'm not getting shot in the face. And I said, <laughs> I listen, I said, I believe in you. I believe in this. And we did not invest this much time and energy to not at least try. Right. Well, what she said, honestly, the, the, the turning phrase was, you know, she's, Standing, hovering over me, kind of pointing her finger. In a very nice way, I might have. Yeah. And said, do you want to be 65 years old and not having this conversation with you of what you should have done? Oh, yes. She was right. I had no argument for that. It was, wow, I'm going to, I hope that I will be 65 one day. I don't want to have that thought ever in my head of what I could have, should have. And she was right. I could not argue that. I think the whole world just heard those three words. She was. I'm not dragging, I'm not getting drug in the middle of this. <laughs> so, so I'm it, just saying, like, but you, I, I mean, that's the crux of it, right? At the right. end of the day, you're either going to choose to live your life making choices and trying to move forward and having no regrets, or you're going to go the other direction. And like, a lot of the world goes the other direction. Most and of that, the world and goes that's, the other And direction. that's cool, man. That's safe. And that's all awesome. But then there's some other people who just can't not know. And Personally, we were, I struggle with that in my head every day. We were in the group of we need to know. We need to know. We're going to go all in. Everything we have, every penny, every dime, every minute, it's either going to work or it's not. That is an excellent mindset to have. And then you, you, you double down with... Well, this building is right here on Parkman Road. And my friends say, don't do it. <laughs> Our friends didn't know what we were doing until I, well, we called them that day and said, is this building going to hold? I had a, a serious conversation, which I never have serious conversa conversations with my best friend. <laughs> That's also it's totally never true, happens. by the way. Yeah. Um, and, but he, it was almost an intervention conversation where he said at one point in private, discreetly, are you okay? You know, <laughs> mentally, um, I, I'm worried about you. And I was, and it like I did a check, you know, and it was like, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm. Dude, my girlfriends you know. never did that. Yeah, my girlfriends Dude. were like, get in line. What are we doing? We're What's just the next say, move? We're like, just saying to say star. They were gonna leave this, but star said, man, are you okay? I think he was more worried about losing a hunting buddy than, <laughs> than my my well being, but. Uh, he, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to, and he's like, are you aware of what you're doing? Is this, you know, it's that auction fever mentality. You know, it's like, all right, I'm already in for this much. What's a, what's a buck more. Mm -hmm. And, and it, and it is that, uh, you know, when you start a business, you invest a bunch 
it's not nearly what you need to invest. In the beginning, no one thinks that, mm-hmm. oh man, this is a $5 project. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's all of it. Like, how much do you have in your pocket? <laughs> oh, it's all of that plus whatever's in the partner next to you. Yeah. Um, and it's like one of those things. So we, we kind of, you know, this, it was snowballing into one project and oh man, boy, if we could do this, it would be that much better. And and it still is, you know, I mean, it's it's still a money pit, you know, it's still like every dime, man, this this broke. And and the thing is, is that, you know, like every step that we take, we, we buy a little bit better piece of equipment. And this actually happened. I told this story this weekend and you might not even know about this, but we have a particular piece of equipment that that is a pretty heavy duty piece of equipment that's designed to hold barbecue at the proper temperature, perfect humidity. It's, it's when it comes off the pit, it goes in there and that's where we serve from. We're not an open, open in our pit every five minutes and grabbing a slab of ribs. Well, we open and close this thing so much and so much volume that we go through that we're literally tearing the handles off the door. Mm-hmm. I called the manufacturer. They're in Ohio. I mean, th- this is how, m- how much local I am. We use Crestcore equipment and I called the manufacturer and by no. design, like there were any number of pieces of equipment we could have bought, but we chose to buy this one because we know it's made, what, a couple hours away? Yeah, it's in Cleveland yeah. area. So anyway. And their their corporate chef calls me back because I was above the sales. He says, I don't know. Corporate chef calls me back. And he says, well, I don't understand what's happening here. You know, we don't have complaints about people tearing out the bolts out of the handles. You know, do you have gorillas working for you? And I was like, no, no. It's a, you know, 108 pound sous chef right. woman. You know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, we take a look at it and it's like, I guess the point of the story is, is he comes back and says, you know, th- those are designed for commercial environments and you're not a commercial environment. You're you're a heavy duty commercial environment. Oh. We actually have units that are not in the catalog that we actually design for places like Las Vegas, where they have banks of these pieces of equipment that are open and closed thousands of times a day. That's what you need to get. And I, and it's like, I don't even, so it's like, it is a money pit. And it's like, what what was a 10,000, this is a $10,000 piece of equipment that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. the, the the medium grade. And he's like, oh, well, you need the you need the one that's not even in the book. That's that's how much you're opening and closing your rib doors. <laughs> Did you feel lighter, like your money was already gone before it even got in your pocket? I, I, well, it, no, because I'm the kind of guy that's like, man, we're doing so much that I need even the biggest one, the the one that's not even in the book. Why know. were you telling this? I don't know. This I mean, is neither. I got lost. I did, too. I, I was know. just enjoying the yeah, story. Yeah, I know. Me, too. His voice was good. I was like, right on. We'll just like <laughs> let that roll. No, we were just talking about the you know what, why you know my question was, or my comment was, you decided to do this. I'm sure if your friend said, why? Oh, why? Yeah, yeah. why are you doing this? Why are you doing it there? Well, you know, there's two hurdles when you're dealing with that mentality. And I think if you're a self-employed, entrepreneur, which I've been the majority of my life. My father was true. And then I worked the family business for many, many years and then owned another business and a different kind of business and, you know, a different business after that. So if you are like, okay, I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to figure out, I don't care if it's weed whacking lawns or if it's a billion dollar yacht rental design company, you're in either that kind of person or you're not. And I've been through different stages in my life where I said, you know what? I saw my father struggle growing up. I'm never doing that ever again. You know, I'm I'm going to work for the man and I'm going to get my dang paycheck. I'm going to get my 40 
and every, uh, squeak in a couple more OT, get my bennies and cash that and go home and not think about it. And when my boss calls me after hours, I'm going to yell at him. And that's happened to me before. What the hell are you doing calling me after work? I'm not on the clock right now. You know, that's your problem. That's why you're the owner. Right. So you're either that mentality where you're willing to risk it for the biscuit or or you want to work for the man, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And Yeah, and, but why did you why did we pick where we picked? Well, I'd love to say it was some stroke of genius, uh, really, but it it wasn't. It wasn't. It, you know it what? Wasn't. It, it was okay, like you ever see that movie, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what they come to figure out is that he ends up killing people that he sees every day. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a big revelation. We covet the, the things we see every right. day, Clarice. So we I saw that building every day. I saw that building every day. I drove by it every day, every day, every day, every day. It looked like hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every it's day, in our neighborhood. Every day you drive by it and you're sad for why is it like that, right? Right. And then that weird capitalistic part of you is like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that because I bet it's cheap because nobody mm-hmm. else cares. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's got to care. Might as well be me. Mm-hmm. If I zoom in there and nobody else cares, I'm going to get it for a song. Those kinds of things happen in our town. They're happening currently. Go with it, mm-hmm. right? Because nobody else did. So good for you, man. Mm-hmm. Good for us. We zoomed in. We got it for a deal. And then... Well, I mean, everything was perfect. It, it was the right price. It's a mile from our home where when I run back and forth with hammers yeah. and screwdrivers and caulking it, guns right. and stuff, like it's easy for us to repair and fix and... Get but down. there's a that's just kind of a secondary thing outside of the physical, right? So, um, yes, we own a building, and yes, we have a restaurant. But in order to be successful at your business, you need to know what your customer wants. Mm-hmm. Well, how better to know what your customer wants rather than live in that sea, right? right. Know what the fish next to you thinks because you've lived with that fish for the past 25 years. These are your people, right? Mm-hmm. This is your tribe. So if you're going to open up something in the town that you live in with the people that you live with and love, right, you have a better idea of what they want, of what's important to them, of why they're going to come to you. Right, that, the mess plate, right? Can we talk about the mess plate? Talk about whatever you so want. So the mess plate is we don't make a lot of money off a mess plate, man. Like it's almost a loss leader, right? Thanks for your quarter, and I'm not playing. But it was important. It was near to critical to us that we have a meal that you can buy economically and feed a whole lot of people on a few dollars because we live here we know what it's like to live here it's it's tough man i mean let's call a spade a spade mm-hmm. this is this is not agreed it, it's tough to live here the cost of living we could go There's on pros and cons we could go on and on right mm-hmm. but at the end of the day if you have $9 and you can get a mess plate from Cockeye Barbecue and you can eat that meal for almost two, three times, mm-hmm. super win. You can buy one mess plate and feed four kids. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? It's a deal of the day. It was also on purpose because we were struggling. We're soccer moms, man. We get it. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be open. You can whip through. You can get a two sandwiches, a mess plate, feed your whole family of four for under 16 bucks, and get them to soccer on time. You want to know why we can do that? Because I was that soccer mom, and I needed to solve that problem. So create something in your neighborhood that can solve a problem that you've lived. And, you know, you're not going to go there and open Tiffany's. Uh, no. Why would you? No, right. Right? Right. No, and... and I like at some points I stand back and 
you can look in our parking lot and there might be an $80,000 brand new Land Cruiser sitting next to an $800 Junker. Chevy, Chevy Cobalt. It's a, well, whatever uh, it Cavalier is. from eight, and, and, and right? 1988. How many businesses do you go to where you see that? You know, yeah. like we're right next to Little Max. Yeah. You don't see that in Little Max. No. I mean, no. that diversity of, of customer base. Well, yeah. that's like a whole extra thing that happened that Eric and I were like, okay, now well, we know we're happy because there are at any given time, and, and again, don't mean to offend, right? But every socioeconomic group yeah, from the bottom to the top can be found in our little joint at any given time, sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. having a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's non-exclusive. Do you know what I'm saying? So the value... I don't even. I didn't even see that coming. But he's there's a no hun- way to predict. He's a hundred percent right. You know, some of our customers get super peed off at us that we don't take reservations. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, eighty percent of the customers that come in my place can't afford to go to places that take reservations. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, no, we don't take reservations. First come, first serve, brother. And, you know, but the eight people in line in front of them probably don't go to places where well, they even take it's reservations. Just, right. It's all about equaling the playing field. We have to equal the playing field. And our little corner does that. Well, you walk in there and you see the, the dining room doesn't seat a lot of people. Nope. And so you're not five-star steakhouse nope try you know and there's places for that yep so why would you think you're going to walk in there and they take reservations i don't know <laughs> it boggles my mind and they get really like, oh well spiffy uh-huh. yeah. but you know what but you know what i've noticed though and i'm sure you've noticed it too right so that first time that you come to our spot and you don't know what to expect it <laughs> right away you're either going to get it or you're not yeah right. and eric and i used to get very worked up about the people who didn't get it and what can we do better to make them get it and then we realized it's not my job right. for you to get it you either want to be here or you don't and for the people who like and my favorite is the birthday party right so you got grandma and grandpa and you got a couple of adult children and then you've got some teenagers and then you've got some little ones and someone in that mix out of those 22 people they've been there before it's their birthday that's why they're coming and they're bringing their whole damn family right right? love these moments because the little kids (laughs) the little kids are adorable they love it there's free cookies are you kidding me like all in right Katie is smashing the keys on the piano so and then you got the teenagers that that you know they're there because it's the right thing to do right and their parents you know whatever it's fine um and then there's like the birthday dad right and this is his spot and he gets it and he respects what we do and he understands and he has brought his whole family and my god i love this guy and then there might be a few older folks this is completely out of the realm of what we are used to this is not what we do whatever then we get through the birthday party and then it's the next week and grandma and grandpa are back by right. themselves because they it's not they scary realized. the yes. second time. Right. The first time yeah. is scary, but that second time you get it that there's just so much love in the room. And I've watched stuff happen. I, whew, I could go on for two hours about the stuff I've watched happen, but I don't know. The next thing I want to talk about is, I believe I have a philosophy and you. it was always more of a, my philosophy I just came to is what I call common sense. And that philosophy is if you build it, they will come. If you build a good enough product, in your case a restaurant, in a not such a nice neighborhood, that neighborhood's not that bad. It gets a bad rap. It, when I was younger, it was a better neighborhood, but it's not that bad. 
It's not that um, bad. No, it's I, not. It's really not. And if you build it, they will come. And when I was a young young boy, young man, teenager, uh, I was blessed enough. Uh, we were my family and I were in um, went to St. Pete. We have a, a church uh, festival. It's called Feast of Tabernacles that we keep. It's a week long thing. We would always go to St. Pete. Part of our trip, we'd go over to Tampa, and there was this restaurant there called Burn Steakhouse, and it was in the worst neighborhood, the worst neighborhood. You would, you're driving in, you're like, well, where are we going? Because I know this is the address. And you walk in, it's just magnificent. Five star, they mean, wait on you hand and foot. They have a separate dessert. I mean, it's just glorious. Now, granted, that's Tampa. It's not Warren, Ohio, right? But the, the principle remains the same. If you build it, I believe that, they will come. And I've talked to different people about the subject. They don't, they don't agree with it. And I said, well, go to Cockeye Barbecue and tell me different. So when you, had, when you guys started this, did you have some dissenters that said, you know, don't, that's a bad neighborhood? And for sure. <laughs> I'll let you take that one, babe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and we've heard of all. We've heard it all. We've heard, um, you know, and, and, and people are mostly nice. That was the biggest thing I learned. Opening it. We've been involved with more people now than we've ever had in our life. See more people. And, and I used to be afraid, oh, we're going to get robbed. Someone's going to fall down in the parking lot and try to take my... 2003 excursion from me you know all those fears and what we found out is that people are mostly good yeah um but yeah we heard and and my point is is they were nice in offending us <laughs> we've been nicely offended a lot of times no oh well, uh, like a backhanded compliment oh, like, yeah, um, no question you know like they're watching the sun go down outside and gonna get their keys like it's time to go you know, you know what though? Not so much uh, anymore. Though. In the beginning, in the beginning, yeah. in, in the, the beginning, beginning, we were slow in the beginning. There might be two tables in there, and that's one thing that that sort of grows and grows too. You know, when you go into a, I hate to say this, but people are so stupid. Just all people. I I can't. I, I don't know why we're in the people business, but like, <laughs> just keep feeding them. Who cares? We're we're, we're lemmings. We're all lemmings, yeah. and there aren't too many free thinkers. I agree, and. You get a room of 100 people in there noshing on rib bones, sucking them down and throwing them in and it's loud and they're clinking beer bottles and you go in there and you're like, ah, it's a good spot. Mm-hmm. You go into the same spot with two tables and crickets. Yeah. The owners are biting their fingernails. What are the chances of one of those two tables going, I don't know, it was okay. Yeah. You know, that sort of like atmosphere breeds success mm-hmm. and happiness mm-hmm. and and it, it's and it, we feel it as as operators, but when it's slow, our attitude is different. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, Saturday night, I'm on seven thirty. It's on Saturday night. I'm in the best mood that I can be of the week. Place is jamming. You know, it's there's all the ki- kitchen sounds and and cooking and yelling in the kitchen and the music's playing. Who knows Tech Nine or whatever they're blasting in the kitchen and. <laughs> The dining room is is happy, and somebody's like I said, banging the piano. I don't know. The point is, is that yeah, in the beginning, people people said uh, it's it's you're making a mistake. It's almost like mom having all the kids home, and all the love in the kitchen, and yeah. all the noise coming from the kitchen because well, the kids are home. You know. You know. You mentioned do, do were were there dissenters? There are still dissenters to this day. There are still well, people who subject. will say, um, well, certainly you should have opened in Howland, or, or or why? When are you moving to Howland? Oh, don't get me started. And. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I will say it. it, We are never. I I cannot make this more clear. This is being recorded. I I cannot make this more clear. We are never leaving our Parkman Road 
never 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 now will we open another one maybe but we will never 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 you know i was just in this is a challenge for Mr. Cavelli, <laughs> you don't have enough money be, to be honest in your you, pocket to get me to come to the east side. If you moved, it just wouldn't be the same cockeye bar. It no. wouldn't. It I'll, wouldn't. And that's kind of the point. Let of, me. Yeah. Yeah. And this is as a person who travels with a, going to a restaurant specifically. The reason I'm going there, we we do, we do that. that constantly. You right. know, like some guys, they want to golf this Certain course, courses. and it's like, and for me, I've got a bucket list of places, and they're not fancy. Right. Some of them are. Some of them I got to save up all year to go to. We just went to one, spent a bundle, and I was so mad and upset. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. This was not all it was cracked up. This is this is terrible. Uh, this is a terrible experience. It's not lying. I mean, we waited like four years to go to this restaurant, to, and, and we finally went. And It was not good. It was so, not what we had hoped. Anyway. Way out of town. There's yeah. nobody around here. Nashville. Um, it's fine. So I don't want to have to hire lawyers, so we'll just keep yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the same trip, you know, we're, we're going to go get some Nashville hot chicken. I'm like, all right, it's on the it's on the list. We got to go get it. Now, they, the the particular place we went to has several locations because they've grown and they're nationally, probably worldwide, known now. Which one did we go to? The original one, absolutely Always. in the hood, yeah. right? Like, we got the choices. We can go to the Goodlettsville Mall, and they've got a kiosk, <laughs> and they've got one at the uh, the Stupid Moonshine Distillery. It's, it's all fake yeah. and there's you know girls running around with Daisy Dukes and they got a little food truck in the corner we could have went to that one in fact we did go to that one by mistake and we're like no we got right? right back in the Uber dude we're, we're like nope this is not <laughs> no Hernando don't leave, please don't leave <laughs> we gotta keep rolling here um, and, and you know we shoot and so everyone thinks their own game is the best and, right. and we we aren't big headed but we are really proud of what we do whatever we do we really like it you know, mm-hmm. it's I'm sure there's someone that does it better than I do, but it's the best I can do. Mm-hmm. This is the best we're trying to do. And I hope that someday maybe we might have another location. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got family that want to come into the business. I have uh, workers and team members that work for us that are outgrowing their position. Mm-hmm. They I, Let's make a new one. Yeah. You know, like, dude, you make you're the most expensive fry cook in Warren. Um <laughs> I got to find a different job for you because you yeah. <laughs> listen, you're just outgrown your, your job. What other job can you do? So maybe we'll make a new one, which is what we're doing. That's exactly what happened. Our son came back and he, he wants my job, right? <laughs> well, there's, I mean, how many of those, there's only one job for me. Right. <laughs> so I made a new one for him. That's part of the creamery. So if we ever have another location, you know, this one will always be, the original right it, it, it has character that was there before we made it mm-hmm. it's got some new varnish. Some history to it, it. Has, a new, yeah. has a few new layers of stuff on top of what was already there so i was just down in columbus a couple of weeks ago p- passing through a visit a friend and uh, uh i lived down there for probably about 16 17 years after i graduated high school and i thought man you know coming from little warren ohio i was like man columbus is a big cow town and compared to Cleveland and Cincinnati, it was at the time. Now, Columbus is the biggest city in Ohio. It's a beautiful city. It just built up and took the kids to get something to eat while my wife was visiting. Our friend was in the hospital. Just driving through these old neighborhoods, like, wow, this just completely built up. I barely recognize anything. And, and it just got me thinking, I miss the old Columbus. I miss the old dive bars when I was a kid, you know, on campus. I miss just these hidden spots mm-hmm. that are gone. And I think those types of places are what give a city personality. Sure. And a, a place like Hawkeye Barbecue gives the West Side 
or Warren in general, personality. Where else are you going to go to get cocky? Nowhere in the Hawaii world you can go. And it's right in a neighborhood. You're not on a strip. And I think that, or in a mall, and I could be wrong, I haven't done a survey. Maybe I'll do a survey. But I think people are tired of the the chain restaurants. They're tired of the malls. And I'm not knocking the mall. But they're tired of going to those places for a good time while they have dinner, while they're having lunch or whatever. Something with, you know, these chain, the chains lack what you guys exactly are. You have the personality. You're in a neighborhood. You've kind of become you've become part of that neighborhood you're a staple in that neighborhood where if you go to a mall you're not going to get that it's just assembly line food if you will <laughs> yep. you know what i mean yeah, sure. it's not that it's not good it just for is sure. For sure. and it has its place but i think that's why that that adds to it so i want to talk about a few more things i wanted to go over uh, there was a house next door to you correct yes. ed's house and ed said hey you guys are killing it over here i'm paraphrasing you want my house and you said that's, that's way more talkative than Ed ever was. <laughs> no, yeah, I was going to say that's way more talkative than Ed, but that was the crux, and it happened so quickly. Like we um, tell the Ed story. We opened in May of 2015, and Ed approached us maybe November of 2015. Really? Oh yeah, like right now. Wow. And we put him off for years. Well, it was a little a little longer than that. You know, it wasn't that soon. It wasn't the first season we were open. Oh, uh, dude, it was before Christmas. Of, yeah, the next year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, uh, you know, we have, an, we have another neighbor, and that's that's the thing about being in a neighborhood. Behind the creamery now? Yeah. That neighbor you're talking about? I'm talking no, about Everyday no. Jay. Everyday, Everyday Jay. Jay. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Everyday Jay. <laughs> puff, puff, pass, Jay. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Ed came over and said, I'll get you off that dog. Ed came over and said um, that his wife was sick and he wanted to move her out of that house. And he was very straightforward and he said, listen up. Um, I got myself into a little bit of a financial trouble and I know what I have to have to survive. And you're never going to pay it because it's three times the value of what this house is really worth. But... I like you, and you. I'm never going to put it on the market. I'm never going to sell it to anybody else. But you know, maybe well, it so. was. It wasn't so much that yeah. he would have sold it to anybody. Yeah. No, but he, he said he was. He was going to come to us. But he had to get. You got first right of refusal. He, yes. he had to get a number. Yes, right. He, and he, he was particular about you know, this well, number. You know, Can't blame it, it happens to people in this area. Yeah, you, you take out trouble. a second mortgage, yeah. or you refinance, and you ref. You know, they do things like refinance to buy their riding lawnmower, or mm-hmm. to to get that extra little bit of cash. But that wasn't Ed's story, man. And like, that was not. Ed's I think story. he refinanced to buy all the QVC stuff that was left in the house because they were stinking <laughs> orders. But stop! He is going to have to hire an attorney. Uh, listen, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Listen, listen if Ed, Ed does, hears this, I'm in trouble. Ed doesn't know what a podcast is. Also it's fine. true. Ed does not know what a podcast. Well, he uh, might stumble across yeah. it because everyone knows where you are. Yeah, but, but just know they're good people. It's Ed just, was awesome with us. He was super cool with us. He yeah. made it very easy for us. I hope that we did right by him. I sure. feel like we did. Well, there, you know, there are houses in our neighborhood that have been empty, and I can't tell you how many children and grandchildren that are our customers who don't live anywhere near our restaurant, but whose parents or grandparents who have maybe passed away, mm-hmm. their house is over on Stewart. Yeah. Or the house is on Linda. Mm-hmm. And they're in this week to check on the house. 
and they're going to stop in and get a beer. And we've yeah. become friendly with them now. Yeah. And they, they don't live. They live 45 minutes away, but they can't sell the house. Its house isn't worth what they're going to get out of mm-hmm. it. So for us and our neighbor, Ed, it was it was a great relationship because he owed more than it was worth. It was worth more to us as a commercial business. Most homeowners wouldn't have, they wouldn't. You could buy the one right next to it for $20,000 less. Mm-hmm. For, for that, it worked out. So so we made that arrangement and he wasn't gonna sell it out from under me because he had to get a certain amount. So I, I knew I wasn't in a huge hurry yeah. and we didn't quite have the coin. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of bankers, you know. Right. Uh, Understood. They're in business, right? What's their business? Their business is to get my money, not give me theirs. Right. We pay cash and we go as little, little by little. That's part of the reason I'm not on the east side, you know. Or up by the mall. I don't like paying rent, man. Mm-hmm. Do whatever I want to do in my own place. I, Can't tell me what to do. I, you so, and I are kindred spirits, oh man. God. So, I'm telling you know, you. I'm going to say what I want to say when I want to say it. Yeah, the city of Warren better watch out. If I buy any more of these houses up, I'm going to have that whole block. Uh, well, hopefully them. you do. I was going to say, isn't that the plan? But hey, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, it's interesting that uh, with you guys coming into the west side there on Parkman Road, Kentucky Fried Chicken had closed years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, boop, oh, look what's here. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you it's because you guys opened up. No like, way. I guarantee no, it. Why? Why, why would they open up? What in our what has developed in Warren, Ohio, especially on West Market? That in would, that area. In that True. area that would say, well, and then we hey, got Kentucky the Dunkin' We got the Dunkin' Donuts, and, too. And who's been open for a year now or more? Yeah. Nova. Right. Oh. These things aren't, co- I don't believe in coincidences. Coincidences oh. are a very rare thing, which makes them a coincidence. coincidence. If, any, if any there large barbecue chains are looking at the old Mary M's, that place is terrible on the inside. No. Do not, it's <laughs> such a money pit. Don't even look at it. I, d- I just, just hope someone just buys it. Smoky bones. And yeah. decides to gut it and start over with something else. But that's another subject. We'll talk about you guys. Hey, before I forget, how'd you guys come up with the name Cockeye barbecue, obviously oh. barbecue, and then the rooster as the mascot and all that stuff. Tell, walk, That's tell a good one. Um, so, you uh, mean outside of Eric's googly eye? Like, were are we discussing his lazy eye? Yeah, but you can't see now. You can't see it now. I'm like a robot. I've had it medically repaired. Ah. Yeah, which uh, legit. Like, go ahead, tell him the story. So, uh, many years ago, right around ninety eight, ninety nine, we had started to compete with barbecue. I worked in a different business at the time, and, and so did she. I missed cooking, and I'm, I'm competitive, and competitive cooking is, is even better. So when we got into it, we weren't very good. We were bottom of the pack or middle of the pack. After six, seven, eight years of doing it, we got better and better, and we started winning. So we, we won the Ohio State. We won Michigan State. And we, where were you cooking? These were at different uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society Competition. Different competitions. Competitions. Yeah, like outside in the field is where we were cooking. Yeah. And uh, this was before Pitmasters was on TV. And it was it was before it kind of swept the nation. And now there's there's so many contests and so many teams. It's pretty awesome. Um, but it, we were sort of neat. It was at the beginning of that thing. We had a different name for our team at the time. And it wasn't a very sexy name. It was the name of my business that I had. And my accountant said, well, if dudes can sponsor NASCAR, stuff you can sponsor this competition so mm-hmm. it was a write-off for us and so we did that and we had traveled the furthest away we had ever traveled at that up to that point we went to north carolina i used to pull a a big toy hauler with and i'd always fly an ohio state flag 
and a Jolly Roger, a big pirate flag. You know, if you're looking through the, the field of trailers that are set up, you can find people's things with their flags. I'm the only guy in North Carolina with an Ohio State flag flying. Not not the not the college, just the, the real Ohio oh, State the flag. The state of Ohio. The state of Ohio yeah. flag. I'm not a huge football fan, so I'm a huge Ohio fan, though. But anyway, Friday night is Cook's Night, and it's potluck dinner, and it's drinking clear grain alcohol around a fire pit, and nice. you get to know people, and it's kind of chill. You get your big meats on, and those got to be you know turned in the next day so once your your pork and brisket are trimmed up and rubbed and on the pits you're kind of done for the night and usually that time is spent socializing well i didn't know any of these guys uh it was a close closed enough group of people that you know you get to know people there aren't that many there's you know at that time maybe there was four teams from the state of ohio five maybe there's probably 50 now or more i don't know so I'm trying to get into their little social circle, their fire pit thing on Friday night, you know, like the little puppy dog trying to get, you know, <laughs> and uh, I heard somebody say like, you know, hey, where's Joe, you know, or whatever. And this dude says, he's over there by that cockeyed Yankee, you know, <laughs> and I thought, you son of a gun, you know, and I was like, went back to my trailer and pouted at that time I used to haul a full DJ system in the trailer with us. and w- Because and we also flew the Jolly Roger. Right. So, right. you know, I went... We were, them, we were those people. And I went... And, you know, you play music while you're barbecuing. You know, that's all you got to do. Right. I mean, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. That's the rule of barbecue. So, like, you know, once it's on the pit, it's doing its thing. You, you're not standing over it. What else are you going to do besides drink and listen to music and talk? I went back to my site and turn Metallica on to like you know nine and blasted Metallica for the next like 35 minutes tore my team name down and wrote cockeye barbecue on a you know a cardboard box it didn't take long before people started to they were then paying attention to who the heck was this guy playing the music real real loud and and tore his sign down burned it in the burn barrel and uh well I took four trophies home I took a trophy in each category out of 88 teams and the, the first category is always chicken. And, and we did middle of the pack, like six, you know, sixth place out of 88 or something. But you get a call to the stage. And uh, they, you know, they announce the name of our team and someone in the back yells, that ain't, that's cockeye barbecue. And, you know, and everyone roars in laughter because they all knew then who it was. And it was funny because I have a, was born with a, with a muscular defect and crazy crooked eye. So that's how we got the name. And shortly thereafter, and this was this was like, I don't know, early 2000s, there wasn't Facebook and stuff like there is now. Uh, we had just passed dial-up. I mean, there wasn't, right. <laughs> there wasn't cable modem anymore at that time. So there were bulletin boards. And so I changed our screen name and logins to Cockeye Barbecue because I thought, that's clever. That's mm-hmm. a much better name than what, and shoot, I do have a cock die, so here we go. An artist from Florida contacted me. And this was, like I said, this was a small group at this time of people, maybe maybe 200, you know, co- competitors in the country. So you know them. You know all these dudes. Right. This guy got a hold of me, and, and he's a graphic designer who just graduated, and he said, I heard about this story. It's a great story, and, and I'm trying to kickstart my career. Can I draw your logo? I'll do it free. That's a good deal. And I said, yeah. And, and so he said, what's your phone number? Let me give you a call. He gives me a call and we went over a few of the details and it was like, all right, so, well, it's cockeye barbecue, so it had to be a chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, of he was a cartoonist, so 
of all the characters that I could choose, mm-hmm. Chicken had to be it. Not to mention that in the competition circuit, Chicken is usually the hardest to, to oh, win. Really? Chick, chicken is is difficult. Uh, doesn't seem like it would be difficult to do a good barbecue chicken. But however, it seems to be the category that is sometimes you win and sometimes you're dead ass last. Same chicken, same recipe. It's just a finicky category. Mm-hmm. So it was a chicken and every, nobody had a chicken. So it became a chicken, scarlet and gray, Ohio State colors. And my boys went to LeBray. The pirate hat. Yeah, I, I'm a Southeast pirate. I went to Southeast High School, so they're the pirates. Mm-hmm. You know, the patches on the right eye. And, and at the time, Big Green Egg was a sponsor. It, it, it's got the Big Green Egg in our original logo, which has since been Changed. TM. TM Cockeye Barbecue. Um, <laughs> it it doesn't have the egg in it anymore because we had a, got a very nice letter from a very nice attorney who's probably a butthole. But uh, he uh, so we took it out, had it re re registered. But um, that's the story. That's kind of the story behind the logo and the name and and at the time. I just thought it was cool, man. If you had a barbecue team, you needed a logo. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, well, we need a logo. Everybody we, needs a logo. Yeah. So I got a free logo, and it was well done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if, so we had some T-shirts made up. And when you go to a contest, it's all about whose wallet is bigger. Right. And, you know, you pull in with a big old trailer and fancy polished rims and cool smoker and your logoed T-shirts, and everyone's like, who are they? You should try the, the intimidation factor. Who are those guys from Ohio? Have. You should try the Uncle Buck approach. Which <laughs> we've, we've done we've that done too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> just pulling in a just a busted up car with that uh, back fire. It was a busted <laughs> up Astro van, my friend. That That's was a real roll, thing man. that happened. I we got I, time. I, I honestly, God, this is a great story, and no one knows this story. This is <laughs> do this I is know exclusive this story? Humble beginnings exclusive of, of Cockeye Barbecue. <laughs> so our this is legit our first competition uh-huh. that we ever cooked in, and I bet you this was it was before. It was it was a long long time ago. We had a, a an old busted up camper from like a 1972 <laughs> oh camper. God. You're gonna tell that? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was story, it was dude. a hunter's cab camper <laughs> that my mom bought for like a thousand bucks. We barely got it to the the family farm. Oh the, dear God. The the black it had no tanks. No, those of you that aren't recreational vehicle enthusiasts don't know anything about gray water or black water tanks but it had no holding tanks these were fat six inch pvc lines that ran from either the gray tank or the, the, the from the toilet or from the wastewater drain over to the side of the camper where this hunter or this guy in the in a had dug a pit and he would let it roll into the yard or into a whatever but there usually there's a 30 gallon you know much love to Trumbull County. I poop holder. Um, am I the first one to say poop, poop holder on your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I might set the bar forever. Actually. So, but yeah, uh, this camper had that removed, and and it was just a piece of junk camper. Well, it was the only camper we had, so we took it, and I had this rusty, half welded, crappy barbecue pit. Our dog went with us, oh, so we we arrived late at night. Southern Ohio, it's four and a half hour drive. We had to work, so we couldn't leave until we were done with work. So, you know, yeah, we get work. there like 1030 at night, might have been 11. Now, and it's, you know, oh, God. Let's, re- let's think back to what I said about happens on Friday nights. Everyone's drinking around the fire and talking, and there's yeah. a new guy pulling in. Nice. Late. You know, we're pulling in late. Bum, 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 bum. 
you know, I'm sweaty and hustling. And I tell her, you know, keep them occupied. Keep them occupied. Because I had, I was like, all right. Keep them occupied. We had stopped the day before at like RV World and had bought a separate holding tank. And I had an idea that I was going to rig this this straight pipe into the holding tank so Hillbilly that we could, 101, my we could use the toilet you know in the camper so we get there and and they're they're backing us in and we are there is and i'm not a slim man but there's just enough room for me to fit between the pop-up camper that's on behind us and the ours and they're it's a pop-up camper with screens like i mean it's you know it's up and the little pop outs and their screens mm-hmm. and I, they're in there. There's a light on and they're playing cards and drinking and laughing and got their TV and I'm hustling to try to hook this sanitation system up. <laughs> That's what you're going to call it. And, right. and, 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 and there's, there's a, a, a screw on cap on the end of this PVC pipe and I'm unscrewing it to hook this flexible PVC line on. And uh, as soon as I get that last thread, it like shoots out at me and Oh, I don't know. I'm not a very good uh, geometry person, but what is six inch diameter times? Oh, I don't know. Twelve foot of pipe. How many? A lot. Cu- how many cubic inches of waste is that? A lot. Came flying out oh. at me, and now <laughs> let me explain how that happened. No one had used this camper forever. Uh. It was just so nasty and gross. Maybe somebody got real drunk at a family party and slept on the bed, but well. We had it was at our house. My children, who were little at the time, had been going number one and number two in the camper all summer long. Oh. Unbeknownst, oh. To, we, how would we have known? Yeah, right. No. Like yeah. they were playing. They were playing outside. There's like, a toilet. They're going in it. Yeah. You what know? do they know? They don't know. They don't know. I didn't know. Boy, I wish I would have known. I'll tell you, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man. so it comes. Now oh. try to screw on a six-inch PVC cap in the dark. As waste water is flying in your face, I probably would have threw up. It, it was so close. It's one of those things that you you, you overcome, just like yes. building a business <laughs> on the west side. You see, oh. how I brought that back. Yeah. So anyway, the point of the story is, is that I she now they're starting to like come around all the neighbors. Oh, who are you? Where are you from? And I'm like, please. Dear God, don't come back here. I cannot entertain. There's poop up to my elbows. I don't know what I'm going to do here. And it's on the ground. I mean, it's it no nowhere went in where it was supposed to go. So I grab a big old pot that I had in the camper and a shovel or a, a spoon. I don't. We didn't. I clearly didn't have a shovel. And I'm scooping the sod and and stuff into this pot and running it over into the weeds and then I come back and and you have the powdered blue sanitation stuff and I'm putting that all over the ground and I think it's all good until the next morning when I I look and it's like there's a six foot diameter of sod that's all scooped away and blue powder all over the ground (laughs) oh yeah Better than poop. So we've done it. Is I guess the point of this story is yeah. uh, we we're, we can hillbilly some shit. That's all right. That was yeah. That's all right. That's the way to roll with Uncle Buck style, man. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> so we we've had that, and you know the beginning days of the restaurant. Yeah, we had a few of those too. Some might say we're still Uncle Buck in yep, it. Yep, that's true. Um, that's all right. 
but so, we're you know we're getting there. Yeah, you that corner has gone from your little restaurant, and then now you bought the house, tore it down, and you built a creamery. Yeah, so you've kind of taken over that corner. Yeah, yeah. What's going on at the creamery? I haven't tried the ice cream yet. I'd let, I take oh. that back. Before you guys opened up the cream, sure. When we were we when we were testing it in the restaurant, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's coming right along. You think of big talking about roll the dice? By the way, you know winter's coming in another couple months. Hey, yeah. we no. we hear you. <laughs> we appreciate you that. You may want to have yeah, opened in April. Well, we have had a lot of people ask us about that, and if we're being hundred percent right. honest. The original plan, because there's always the original plan and then what may happen and then what really does happen. Um, The house had a garage. And when the house was torn down, Eric and I were standing out in the back under the tree. And that's when this conversation kind of started happening. So we tear down the house in October. Um, We're having a conversation about we can't take down this tree. It's way too gorgeous. This other tree, it can't come down either. Okay, fine. So we have to create some green space. And then we're looking at the garage that was detached from the house. And that was kind of like, well, if we have this green space, what else can we put out here? And the ice cream conversation starts. So that's in November of 2018. And the original plan was to put the creamery in the garage. Well, okay. That seems easy enough, right? We'll call it the garage or we'll call it the shed or we had all these names for it. How tough can it be? <laughs> until you start looking at it and you're like, well, how much is it going to cost to make this food safe and to make this comfortable for our employees and to make this comfortable for everybody? It wasn't a very big garage either. Um, it wasn't. And, you know, once we started looking at the cost to make it workable, the cost to make it new, you know, yeah. what's if, again, it's that scope creep where mm-hmm. big fans of scope creep are like, oh, it's only going to cost a dollar. Times three. Yeah. Right. So that's how the creamery came to be. It was originally supposed to go into the garage. And then when that didn't work, we're like, okay, I guess we're building a building. And then, I don't know, like, it's just we can't build anything. Like, if you're going to do it, can you please just do it right? Because I'm only doing it one time. Those concrete picnic tables that we put in there, I'm only moving a concrete picnic table one time in the whole of my life, and I am 48, so (laughs) it's done. That's where she's going to stay. That creamery building, she's done. That's where she's going to stay. What uh, decided the creamery? You don't normally think of cockeye, or not cockeye, barbecue and ice cream? We do. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think of ice cream all the time. Well, Well, I mean, like, honestly, like, if you go... it was like a bunch of, of things that, that that sort of funneled into that decision. We wanted something else. Okay, we were, the kitchen was kind of like really grooving on all cylinders and is. And it's like, okay. What you, next cool you, thing you can know, we do? One might go, let's open another location, which we, we thought about. That was option And one. we always think about we it. We always think about we it. We went, we were looking at properties today. So <laughs> it, 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 it's always on my You're mind. Always looking, As an absolutely. entrepreneur, it's like, hey. Yeah. Hey, what other dumpy, crappy cities are there around like ours that our system works in? Let's go find another one. Mm-hmm. You know, where are the rest of my tribe? Like my wife said, <laughs> where you know, and and you never know. But as a restaurant owner, it was like, well, 
you know, I'm not going to, some guys would say, I always do. I, I'm so mean when it comes to talking about other restaurant owners in my private life. That's, so I'm not going to do that right now. Yeah, please don't. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> so one might say, hey, let's add uh, spaghetti and meatballs onto our menu. Mm. Let's get all the customers that, that want food on this side of town, but they think tonight they don't want barbecue. Oh, let's have spaghetti and meatballs. Some restaurant owners choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And their menu grows like that yeah. now, then it becomes like a 15 page menu and you're like what the kind of restaurant is this yeah. they got teriyaki beef stir fry and sushi and barbecue cheeseburgers chicken marsala I don't understand yeah. what kind and of Captain Crunch cereal what I kind of restaurant confused. is this I get Anyways, confused of this, I and get you know they're coming to my restaurant because it's in my name of the restaurant cockeye barbecue right and that's why you go there you go to other restaurants you know people go to Nova for coffee right they're, it's a coffee place yeah and they also have really delicious lunches. But you don't go there for pizza. Right. Right, necessarily. So we wanted to to increase our revenue. We're, we're okay. Doesn't every business owner want to increase their revenue? They're just like, okay, let's, we want to make more money. Our crew wants to make more money. What part of our menu is failing? You know, what, what needs a boost? Mm-hmm. Also, at right around the same time, just like, you know, I, I have delusions of grandeur in my own mind, you know, all the time about how I'm, I want to be like at the end of my days, well respected as a as a chef. You know, you mm-hmm. you want to become you want to become and thought of as an expert in your trade. Mm-hmm. And I'm a long ways off from that, but but I maybe someday I will be. You know, Anthony Bourdain just died, and and everyone's got to take his place. Everyone talks about that, and it's like, man, you know, I mean, if you don't shoot for to be number one. You're never going to be number one. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not going to be. You may but not even end up at number 10. No, I might not even. I don't I'm not know. talking about you specifically. I mean, if you don't shoot for number one, you may True. not end up at number 10. Because yeah. you'll shoot for Correct. 10 and end up at 30. Yeah. yeah. So, Which is still better than 60, dude. Right. So, uh, you know, I start looking. And as an Ohio-born chef, owner of a restaurant, barbecue is not my thing. It's hard for me to own that. Mm-hmm. If you're a chef from... Texas, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't do beef mm-hmm. barbecue because mm-hmm. I'm dang it, I'm from Texas, mm-hmm. and people are going to buy into that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a, the random person, the Filipino who's in Boston who does the best X, but right. you know, you know, in this region, it's part of a whole thing, and it's and and Ohio is our third largest agricultural export is dairy. Uh, Ohio is a big farming state. And as an Ohio chef who who has tons of, of other chef friends from other states, I don't really walk on there and I don't play in their water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I got a buddy who is the dude who is known for crab cakes, yeah, I'm, I'm probably make a good crab cake, but I'm not going to beat him. Right. He's the crab cake guy. Right. So amongst when you get like out of the next level of chef guys, you're like, all right, who's the guy? Mario Batali, well, until he had that little issue, he was the guy when you talked about Italy and orange Crocs, that was the dude, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to be like a, a guy that's known for something and you got to, you're trying to find out what are you going to be known for? Ice cream's delicious. It's made with Ohio dairy, which we do a great job at. We have tons of customers who are dairy farmers. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, they're, they're behind me. You know what I mean? They're excited. Finally, someone is like putting a spotlight on what they do for a living and doing it old school, doing it fresh every day with my brain and my son's brain working on it every day to they can actually physically watch it happen Mm -hmm. in front of them. Mm -hmm. You know, Ohio is like uh, top 10 states 
of ice cream eating. Ohio eats a ton of ice cream. So, like, do a little bit of market research, uh, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, Ohioans eat ice cream. At the end of the day, And we produce though, a like, buttload like, of dairy. That's so, it. like... Of course, you're going to do... And we needed a better dessert. I mean, we had some great desserts, but... I wanted a dessert that, that I f- was, like, fully really, behind. Really, really could say it was, like... We this was. I wanted a dessert that is as good as the barbecue. Yes, we need that. Was it? I think the barbecue is as good as I can make it, and this ice cream. I'm a gadget junkie, and you can't make ice cream without some really kick ass Mm -hmm. gadgets. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make pies and puddings and lots of desserts with home stuff. You can't make the ice cream we make with your home countertop Mm -hmm. ice cream maker. Not not you know 180 gallons a day like we do. (laughs) So and you still sell out. Uh, yeah. So it's it was like, man, and you know, it's a good problem. And you, you know, it's it's like you watch We're getting better though, dude. Watch the success of other people. You know, it'd be a rare person that's a complete innovator that comes up with an idea that someone's never had. Oh, nothing new under the sun. You know, I mean, it comes up every once in a while, but you're like, man, how in the world do you think about that? But you know, like Ohio has had a few nationally. You know, skyrocket businesses. Jenny's came out, you know, kick, speaking of Columbus, won a James Beard Award for a cookbook talking about ice cream. Handles. I mean, I grew yeah. up in the Valley, you know, yeah. you grew up eating Handles. Mm-hmm. It, it's consistently. One of the best in the country. Cons- yeah, consistently makes national publications for ice cream. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and we had a lot of people ask us about that too. Like, how dare you think you're going to open a creamery in, you know, Handles' backyard? Well, because we can. Well, not, not only that, to. but guess what? <laughs> they don't have me working for them. Ah! Right. How about them apples? <laughs> you know, I don't see that. I mean. I'm just saying sweet corn and sorghum, brother. Yeah. So yeah. We, we can, we can as a chef, I can put a twist on ice cream that people around here aren't doing. Yeah. And it's delicious. It, it'd be the ice cream that I would eat at my house. You know. The reason I like it is because I see myself as a kid again. Yeah. And I can ride my bike up to your creamy and creamy. It happened, dude. And get it some happened. Ice cream. That's that's you know, that's it, what it's about. I cried. You don't understand. I was it's crying. happening on the reg. You know, we have neighbors that oh. live behind us. Yeah. And they've got a, a some it's a nice young family and they were having a birthday party. Yeah. Um, just this weekend, this past weekend. There's tons of butts in our seats at those picnic tables, yeah. you know, and I'm over there socializing a little bit and making sure guests are happy and, you know, like, boop, a ball pops over and, like, bounces off the picnic table and lands nice. in the gravel, you know, and there's, like, a little kid, little rug rat on the other side yeah. of the fence, you know, Going and he's like, like, hey, yo, yo, little help, yo, little help, little help, man, little help, and I'm like, and I look at the customer and I'm like, Give him little some help. help. Don't you know what that means, man? I mean, throw that ball over there. And he's like, oh, oh. thanks. East Sider. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I mean, like, there was a woman that rolled up. Yeah. And, and I, honestly, she's pulling a wagon and she's got twins in it. And if she that hears awesome. this, still change. I mean, she's pulling a wagon. It's her, her husband, a child that's maybe like four or five. And two, like, and a set of twins who are probably like two and a half, three years old. Mm-hmm. Adorable moment. It, all it was missing was like a Labrador and they're all like getting their ice cream and it was like this awesome awesome community type moment it's it's, it's very what, satisfying it's, yeah as Holy a, as an operator yeah I mean ultimately our goal is to make money 
Yeah. It's yeah. a job. Yeah. You know, we bought a job for ourselves mm-hmm. and we worked a job. Uh. The extra super bonus is that if you can love what you do, like and really, truly, truly enjoy it, mm-hmm. you're going to be better at it more than likely in time anyway. But if you can stand back and it's like, man, you know, not only do we serve great ice cream, we make it. You know, like, I'm going to kick that to the next level mm-hmm. of making it. And this was, I know what this was a year ago, this this landscape. I know what it was five years ago, this landscape. And to see, like, you know, a, a station wagon pull up and a, a family get out. It's an event. Yeah. They get a wagon out of the back of the car and they put the kids in the wagon and they wheel them up into the gravel and they get their ice cream. That's the only reason they were there. They yeah. didn't come from the restaurant. That was an event. Let's go get ice cream. They were enjoying their family time. And it's like, man, as an operator, like a lot of we're we've grown enough now where it's busy enough. Not everybody knows who, who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. He's totally lying about that. I think they all know exactly but who you are. Sometimes I can be as a, you know, sort of like a, a bystander at my own party, mm-hmm. like just watch. Watch. Yeah. And it's like, this is working. Wow. This is exactly what's supposed to be happening right now. There's ambient music that is family appropriate playing on these speakers. There is a, you know, a little girl over here eating cookie monster ice cream. Yes. And there is a grandma over there having one scoop in a bowl by herself. She left grandpa at home and there's a family, you know, and then there's, you know, I'm going to totally like make fun of people. There's a, the artist dude with his dog, you know, who does never comes in my place because he's a too vegan. small pants. <laughs> You know, when I can, you know, the vegetarians are loving me now. Yeah. Like, oh man, we can finally the go to The vegetarians like the sides before. That's what they make potatoes for. Listen, we got to wrap it up. Oh, I'm going to cut it right. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to do 2.0 because, uh, <laughs> you know, I wanted to uh, continue with that. You know, the um, aspect of the families coming in and just being a walk up and, you know, the kids coming on their bike because that section of town needed you guys to do what you have done and been successful because had it not been successful lights out man and if you look at hopefully they're fixing that car wash and i know there something's going on there and 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 down the road we know there's something going on at the old blue jean farm and and i'm hoping that more people will see and get the right attitude i hope people have the wrong attitude well you shouldn't do it over there come out to howland bob no offense to people in howland but you know how i'm just kidding but anyway have that attitude come and build something do something different and this neighborhood's not as bad and the people in that neighborhood will come out and support your business they will make I'm no mistake about it correct and uh i definitely want to talk i'd like to do it in 2.0 and kind of get into you know pushing some park monroe development and some ideas and just throwing some ideas out there maybe someone picks up on that maybe obviously not an idea you're going to maybe run with but you know it's just a, it's time now it's time just to start rebuilding you guys have proven that this neighborhood can be rebuilt just by that restaurant. I personally thank you, and I know the people eat your barbecue thank you. Thank you, dear. And I'm grateful that you guys are where you're at. I wish you guys continued successes, and uh, we're going to have to do a 2.0 if you don't mind. Right on, 2.0 it is. Well, thank you for your time, guys. I appreciate you're it. You're welcome.